This is Speaking with the Enemy. Hey, Cats fans, it's digital host Louis B with another episode of Speaking with the Enemy. And of course, he's not the enemy, but he calls the enemy. TSN 690 in Montreal. It's Sean Campbell, the play-by-play voice. And uh, Sean, thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, a big matchup in Montreal uh, in front of that home crowd. Yeah, no problem, Louis. I'm, uh, I'm excited for this matchup. And uh, I think the fans are excited for the matchup. It's been so long. And I know it finished on a low and a loss in the, in the playoffs. But at the same time, the offseason, it was exciting. New owners, new general manager, new president. Uh, and the coming back with the same head coach, Kari Jones, Vernon Adams Jr. So a lot of excitement in the air in Montreal uh, to watch this team. So it should be a fun one on Friday night. It, it was a matter of inches, and this team is, is, is 2-0. How, how has the team bounced back? What have they done this week? What, what, where's the focus after such a difficult uh, loss and a, a tough opponent in Hamilton? Yeah, it's. I think their focus this week has been on discipline because they feel like they could have won that game in Calgary. Uh, of course, they're going up against a rookie quarterback and, and Jake Amer and started off strong, but then it kind of changed and struggled later on in the game. And then penalties and penalties and penalties. 16 penalties in that game for the Owls. A lot that could have been avoided. And after all that, they still were half a yard from winning the football game on the road in Alberta. So I think that there's still a good vibe around the team because they felt we didn't put up our best foot forward and we were within half a yard from winning a football game. And they're facing an 0-2 Ticats team that I don't think many people thought were going to be 0-2. You asked me before the season, I had Ticats top of the division. They're trying to find their offense. I think it's a matter of time for Hamilton. So I'm really excited about this football game. And to that point, do you think the Owls look at this as an opportunity and be like, hey, Hamilton's going to figure it out eventually. They might not have it figured out yet right now. And, and here's, where we can, here's where we can take advantage and pick up a, a crucial divisional win. Oh, yeah. They, the divisional wins are so important in the CFL. And I think that that's one thing that they want to do is take advantage of the team that's not feeling good about themselves. And that's what any team wants to do. But, you know, it's kind of like those first two games were maybe preseason for the Ticats. But at the same time, you have to look at it. Maybe those first two games were preseason for the Owls. And they still haven't found their groove. Vernon Adams Jr. is still missing a couple guys. So, yeah, they want to take advantage of a team that's not feeling it right now. Uh, but I still think that the Ticats have some offensive weapons. And, and, and if you look around the CFL, the Ticats and the Owls are probably the two teams that had the most returning offensive players. And I think that's one of the reasons why you've seen the Owls have success off offensively. And I think that's why it's so shocking that you, you haven't seen the success with the Ticats because of the returning players. So, yeah, the Owls want to take advantage of that. But I think Kahari Jones spoke with him a couple times this week. Uh, I, I think he knows that Hamilton's just about to turn a corner and likely will at some point. But... Owls fans hoping not this week. <laughs> Do you think the Owls are um, maybe underappreciated, underrespected in, in CFL circles? Because, I mean, they had a good season in 2019, and you mentioned it. I feel like Vernon Adams obviously took a huge step in 2019. Kari Jones has got a year under his belt as head coach. Do you feel like Montreal gets the respect they deserve? Yeah, I think that they're still under the radar a little bit. Uh, you know, everybody's looking at Winnipeg and Saskatchewan and, and let's, let's, let's be honest. It is a, 
you know, a Canadian West heavy league where that's where a lot of the focus is. Uh, the fan base may not be as large in Montreal uh, as some of those other places. So it doesn't get the attention, but I think after maybe halfway through the season, a third of the way season, it'll get the attention because of, like you said, in 2019, the Owls were pretty good, Vernon Adams Jr. But I think it's a star in the making in Vernon Adams Jr. You, you really have a guy that's meant for the CFL. He's gotten his reps four years in the league now. He really understands the league. There's going to be ups and downs like any other uh, quarterback in the CFL. But it's, it, if you have a quarterback that can really draw star power and attention, I think he can. And if he stays healthy, it'll make the Owls very relevant. But I don't think they're there yet. I think they are still under the radar. But I don't, I don't. I think by the end of the season, people will realize that this is a, a good team. I don't know if they'll win the division or they'll come second or they'll maybe be in a crossover. Who knows? But at the same time, they're going to put up uh, storylines and they're going to be entertaining. That's for sure. They want to put butts in the seats in Montreal. Speaking of butts in the seats, and I want to get to Vernon Adams Jr. in a second, but uh, you, you brought up butts in the seats because – some of the scenes out of Montreal, like in the second half of last season, in that comeback win, you know, that march towards the playoffs. Like, what's that city like when the Montreal Alouettes are, are, are good? Well, I could take you back to, you know, when they were champions in early 2000, like 2002. And I mean, when they were winning I mean, all the time. I mean, all the time they got to the Grey Cup all the time. They didn't win all the time. Let me, let me, <laughs> you know, I realized they didn't win in the Grey Cup all the time. Uh, but when they were winning the East all, all the time, it was impossible to get a ticket. It really was. It was, it was impossible. I remember my mom's like, can you get me tickets? I'm like, I really can't. Like, I can't get you a ticket. Now you can get tickets. Uh, and then when Anthony Calville left after their run in, in, in 2009, 2010, and they were winning um, those Grey Cups, it was kind of, you need the star power. And Montreal, I'll tell you, it's, it's a city – uh, that's circling around the Montreal Canadiens. But teams like the Owls and now CF Montreal and the MLS, they will get the attention if they win. If they win, they will get the attention. So that's the one thing that the pandemic killed the Owls. They had new ownership and they were ready for 2020. They really were. And they're trying to make 2021 their 2020 and build off that momentum, even though it was so long ago. And I think it's really tough to make that connection to the fans because you're talking about 500 plus days since a home date in Montreal. Um, but yeah, if they win and they go on and they're three and one, four and one, five and one, they'll be a part of the conversation. More people will attend uh, these games. Absolutely. TSN 690, Sean Campbell with us here on that, Speaking with the Enemy on the Ticats Audio Network. And let's talk about Vernon Adams Jr. Because uh, I had a chance to see him up close as a wide receiver for about three weeks. Uh, at Ticats <laughs> camp in, uh, you know, way back in uh, 2015, whatever it was. Does, does he have a chip on his shoulder? Not just about, the, you know, the time spent in Hamilton with him, but just the way he kind of bounced around the league. Is he someone who plays with a chip on his shoulder? Yes. Yes, he does. Uh, he's a guy that came out of Oregon and, you know, he kind of he, he bumped around college for a while and then he found his, his groove and, he was never really looked at in the NFL just because of his height. And, and most quarterbacks at a certain height, they, they kind of get thrown to the wayside, even though they put up better numbers than guys that are 6'3", but they see the body. The NFL is going to go to the body rather than the stats that somebody puts up. But we all know that. So they come crawling over to the CFL. And then they think that the CFL is going to be easy. I'm going to show up, throw some balls. I got all this space. Then they realize CFL is hard and it takes time. 
And I always say this about quarterbacks. You, they need three, four years. Like a rookie American quarterback may have all the talent in the world, but there's an understanding of the game. He's there now on the understanding of the game. I think he's there with the communication with his coach. But, yeah, he's always got that chip on the shoulder. And I think that's probably just natural for him, just being the size that he is, kind of being bounced around and traded in the CFL, come back and gotten his opportunity. But now – He's grabbed it, and there's no doubt that he's the starter in Montreal. He's the go-to guy in Montreal. He's the guy that's going to uh, put it all together. So uh, I think that he has that chip, and I think it's something that drives him. What does it mean to have that guy in Montreal now, though? Because you mentioned it. I mean, Calvillo, the early 2000s of, of Al's lore, there, there, there were a lot of guys in between Calvillo and Vernon Adams Jr. So what does it mean to have, finally, the guy yeah, you wanna you wanna go through the list? Uh, Adrian McPherson, uh, Josh Neeswinder, uh, You know, I could yeah, I could keep, yeah, keep, I, I keep, keep going down. Johnny Manziel, come on, we can't forget the Johnny Manziel. I know yeah. Hamilton. You guys know the Johnny Manziel, uh, you know, saga so well. Uh, but look, uh, I think it's just stability at the quarterback position. It's just so hard, and and I think any any franchise can go through that. And and who knows, things can change. Uh, in, in a week in football. It's such a vicious sport. It's such a crazy turnaround. And yeah, I think about, you know, with the Ticats, Dane Evans and Jeremiah Mazzoli. You, you thought it was sorted a year ago, right? But now it, who knows what's happening and, happened, and it happens so quickly. But can, this is a guy that can be, you know, one of the premier quarterbacks in the CFL. So I'm very curious how it turns out this year and next as the starter of the Owls. I don't know if we can talk about a decade like Anthony Calvillo, but at, at the same time, it's, it's pretty neat to see uh, a quarterback like that really come to his, into his own. And I still think that there's so much room for growth because he's not a perfect quarterback. He overthrows guys. He underthrows guys. He misses, you know, 55% completion percentage is pretty good for him. But at the same time, big play VA, it's a great nickname because he just makes plays. I was, uh, I think, you know, I, I have a feeling that, you know, if Dane Evans ends up the, as the starter, de facto starter at some point, that's going to be a great rivalry to see Vernon Adams Jr. and Dane Evans go head-to-head as kind of the beast of the East. Uh, of course, Jeremiah Masoli could still be that guy too. But, uh, Sean, uh, you got a, a great team you get to call there in Montreal. It should be a great game tomorrow night. Uh, hope you have a great call on TSN 690. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a fun one. And I, I actually, I'm hoping, and I think this might be the first barn burner of the CFL season. This might be the first one where both teams hit 30 points. There's a big prediction. First game uh, between East Division opponents. First game in the East. It's in Montreal. Sean, thanks so much for doing this.